Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I am talking with Deb Curtis. Now, Deb, thank you for squeezing me into your calendar. I appreciate you being here. Listen, I, I'm grateful you invited me. That 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 is opportunity for me to share my message. So thank you, Michael. Well, you're welcome. And that's exactly what we want to do. And, and one of the reasons we, we brought Deb on is because she does something pretty unique. I don't know if I've ever had a guest um, on Experts Speak who does what you do. So Deb helps... Um, if, if you're thinking about buying a business, okay, let, let me frame it this way. She helps you navigate to the, the loan process, preparing you to be able to qualify for a loan through SBA and banks and all of that. She she navigates all that with you because it, I, I can only imagine, Deb, how much of a nightmare that could be. So I want to dive in and, and let you explain what you do, because I know there are a lot of people who would love to own a business. They just don't know how. Mm -hmm. Tell us, how how did you get to doing what you do today? Mm. Yes. Wonderful. I will put that in a little nutshell here for your listeners, and, and hopefully they can resonate with what I have to say here. Um, I have been in corporate America for over 30 years before I now have exited on my own. Um, and in that 30 years of corporate, being a, a female, um, I experienced, especially you know, back in the older days in the 90s, the challenges of navigating promotions uh, as, a, as a female in a very male-dominated industry. Uh, I started in finance, uh, my very first corporate employment career. Uh, it was a finance company and I was a, a credit manager. So I was trained to learn how to look at personal credit and, and budgets and analysis, kind of like an underwriter. And we, our, our company would put uh, auto loans on the books for people that had some credit hiccups along the way. So it was like secondary finance, Michael. You, you could get a car loan at the bank, but if you were turned down, the finance company was where you would get a second chance to get this car loan. Yeah. So interest rates were high, but it was a chance, a second chance at rebuilding your credit. So I believed in that mission, but along with that um, came people who fell past due and still had the same habits from the past, not paying their bills on time for whatever reason that may be. There were many too that that did reestablish credit and that was the goal to get them to refinance that loan at the local bank for a lower fixed interest rate. Along with putting risk loans on the finance company's books came um, collecting past due payments and then eventually uh, repossessing cars yeah. and years ago. Uh, when I worked at this company, it was goodness the late 80s early 90s. Um, when we repossess cars, it was the branch manager's responsibility at the time. And then I went with as the assistant manager, um, we didn't hire repo companies back then. We didn't have yeah. cell phones. <laughs> we, yep. We had change in the car and we would look for the car, find it parked on a street in the cities or parked at the employer, 
and then find the local pay phone, call my tow truck guy or our tow truck guy, um, and then go hook up the car and, and take off with it because we had judgment and we were allowed to do that. But what happened, um, probably 10 years into being a top performing female credit manager, assistant manager, I wanted to get promoted, Michael. I mm. said, you know, how can I be promoted? And, and the answer was no, because we don't believe females can handle this job, the repossessing of cars. Mm. I'm like, I'm already doing it with, the, with, yeah. with my manager every week. I mean, I'm already doing this. And, and um, they said no. And, wow. you know, my, my positive persistence paid off. It, it took a, 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 some time to prove that I really want this. So they put me on a probationary period as a female, no extra pay. They said, okay, well, we'll give you a shot, Deb, but you need to manage this branch location and do the job as a branch manager for six months, no additional pay, just show us what you can do. <laughs> well, Michael, a lot of people that have drive, when somebody tells you, no, you can't do it, it's just the, the fire, right? That burns in your belly to say, you know what? I am gonna show them I can do this. And I did. So they promoted me. Um, wasn't much of a pay increase, but all I really wanted, Michael, was that promotion on my resume. Cause back then moving up the corporate ladder, that's what we all strive for. And it's still what we strive for today, right? Mm. So then after that position, I was in that for 18 years. Um, sad stories, repossessed a lot of cars, tried to really get people to make payments and find out a plan to help them. But I decided to move into banking. Um, I got out of finance and moved to banking, business banking, business lending. I understood credit on the secondary market, right? So then I moved to banking, business banking, helping small business owners with loans. Um, and through transferring from different banks, trying to climb the corporate ladder, many times passed over for whatever reason, I remained a top performer, Michael. You leave, and, and, and we've all heard this, maybe you've heard this in the past, sometimes you have to leave your corporate job in order to come back to the same company and make more money. Have you ever I, heard of that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, crazy. <laughs> I'm sure your listeners would agree, but it's true. There was a trend, I'd say, in the 2000s, you know, uh, or you know, 2005. There was a trend where in banking, your peers would leave to go to another bank and then come back and be promoted. And, right. and my mind was like, "What the heck is happening?" And it was a certain demographic, right? Um, right? So, but rightfully understood because many, many years ago. It was always the, the the man of the house was the breadwinner and the one who was promoted. And listen, I get that. I respect it. And my husband is still the breadwinner in our household. But over time, we have we have got a focus that it's all about diversity. So I got introduced into SBA lending through small business lending and introduced to business acquisition financing, which is one of the various credit requests for business owners. The SBA stands for Small Business Administration. As we all know, it's an entity of our government and the SBA supports small businesses with growth and retention. 
through this loan program, allowing the banks and the non-banks and the credit unions to borrow money to small businesses because the SBA will guarantee that business loan up to 75% of the loan balance should the loan go into default, okay? Now, uh, business acquisition financing was my go-to. And Michael, how many times have you heard a lot of people start up a small business, right? Right. Most often, if anybody's leaving corporate, what do they do? They start up a small business because that was what we thought was the go-to. But in your career and in my career, did anyone ever teach you or tell you that you could purchase finance an established small business that's already making money and it already has a owner salary being deducted before the final profits to pay you if you transition in? Right. Have you ever heard of that? Nobody now. Nobody talks about that. The only, yeah, not at all. <laughs> go, go, go pull it up from your bootstraps. Thank so you. What, that's what you help people do, right? Yes, that's what I help people do. And if and here's my passion. If I would have known, if somebody would have taught me 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, that this was an option, my life might be different today. But I truly believe God had a calling on me. And I had to go through what I went through with corporate America, a lot of hills and valleys, learned a lot, some great supervisors, went through some horrific supervisors. That's another hour episode. But um, through it all, I knew in my heart, I got to help people. I have to be a voice of reason that you don't just have to start up a business. You can purchase finance one. And darn it, they need to teach this in our high schools, in our universities. They just need to teach it. Now, the SBA has a website, and they claim they teach it, but nobody advertises it. Right. So here I am. And well, that's good because because you help. So I was telling you before we got on the podcast, you know, to, to most small business owners, SBA is very similar to IRS. I mean, we we hear those those letters and we go, it's gonna be torture. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you help you actually understand the whole system. So if somebody's out there, whether they're stuck in corporate, whether they're they're uh, a a, a woman wanting to to create something a man it doesn't matter it, they don't know how to get there what do you, what do you do how do you help them navigate this this maze of sba and bank loans and all of that to to prepare themselves to go okay no i'm 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 credit worthy or i'm worthy for this how do you help them what are they what yeah uh, right on i know we're, and that's exactly what they're thinking where do i even go to start the process well, uh, sadly, most people that think they want to purchase finance a business, I shouldn't say sadly, but it's just because of the lack of education, but they start their journey with the business broker that's listing the business for sale who fully represents the seller. Right. Um, and the broker tends to act like the SBA lender um, and in addition, they do have SBA lenders they work with in partnership for referral incentives. Mm -hmm. And I stress to individuals, don't start your 
journey to purchase financing an established money-making business with the business broker representing the seller mm -hmm. and referring you to a lender in partnership where there's money to be made between those two professionals. Right. It's just not a good practice. It's not protecting you as the buyer. And um, so how do I help them navigate through that? Start with me. What is most important, especially in today's volatile market, we, rates are high, economy is tough, cost of living is crazy. Start with me because we're going to see how much cash reserves you have, what, what's your credit like. We're going to talk about all of that to determine like a first-time home buyer yeah. as a first-time small business buyer, what do you really qualify for? And if you don't yet today, how do you get there to qualify for it? We talk right. about those avenues. Um, there's many avenues that count and are eligible with the SBA for down payment. Mm -hmm. there, there's so many of them. The business brokers representing the seller, they don't know what all of that is. So the a light bulb just came on when you were explaining that whole thing. It's it's kind of like in the old days of, of real estate. I was a realtor for, for a few years and we always represented the seller, mm -hmm. right? Well, today, not so much. You have agent, you know, um, buyer agents and seller agents. So you can now have, so in a sense, you're like a, a buyer's agent for businesses in a in a sense right that i get yes. that yep right on and, and there are business brokers that say they can represent both sure. seller and buyer which is true and real and realtors can do it too i totally disagree with it yeah um yeah there, it's just sometimes it's better many times it's better to have independent sources to go if i'm buying i, I need a buyer's agent who's on in a sense who's on my side mm -hmm. not that you're trying to manipulate things but you're just this is what we're doing right and then you right. connect with the broker say here's the business i want or whatever and then you work the deal you uh, got it you're, you're more qualified you have a pre-approval letter bank vetted that listen you know, Michael is approved to buy a business for up to $800,000. We vetted his, his credit and everything, and he's good to go. And then we're even specific on maybe industry, you know, cause that's important too. Um, sure. so thank you for allowing me to well, share that. No, you're welcome. This it's really important because, um, the other aspect is, I mean, wh which bank do I go to? Do I go yeah. to first national bank or second national bank or third national bank or fourth national bank or fifth? And, and sometimes it could be any of those. It could be all of them. It could be none of them. It could be something else. And that's where understanding the SBA loan process, all the qualifications, and then which banks, because they all have their own rules and regulations and, and parameters. And doing it alone would be very frustrating. Who has time for all that? Mm -hmm. and, and confusing because I'm sure you start getting different um, answers from the different banks or whatever to go. I don't know. So that's where Deb really comes in to go. I got this. Let me navigate you. Here's who you need to call. Here's what that means. Fill out this form. Is that kind of the process? Yes. Boy, that's great. That, that was a great analogy, Michael. Every bank, think about it. When If you're a homeowner, every bank has their own credit policy for home mortgage loans. Yep. Okay. If you're going to buy a business, every bank and non-bank lender, big, small, medium, community, whoever, they all have their own in-house business acquisition credit policy. So therefore, you could contact one bank, you could contact three banks and be told three different answers of yeses and noes and maybes. And it's, it's 
sorry, but it's a crapshoot. You yeah. just, if you're not in the business as a, as, as an individual buying a business to finance it, how would you know you're not going to, and you can't trust the business broker representing the seller separate, separate arm's length distance work with a business acquisition loan consultant. Right. Well, and the other thing I would assume this, this plays into it is for that buyer, the business buyer who's working with you, they have more confidence in going in to a bank because they know they have all their ducks in a row and they're probably not going to get thrown a curveball that they can't answer or that you can't answer. Mm -hmm. And I assume the the bank, the lending institution feels a lot better when they come in with their portfolio. Here's all my stuff, right? Right. Yes. It speeds up the process to a credible, um, full uh, SBA pre-approval talk where I'm talking about the buyer side and the seller side, because there's, it's a big, big puzzle and we got to put all the pieces together. And when that buyer is prepared with me, the odds of them getting first uh, chance at a, an accepted offer from the seller, because we have them all pre prepared and bank vetted is, is far greater than just doing it alone. Um, uh, and better than working with the business broker who represents the seller. I just don't trust that process. You got to keep distance, you know? So. All right. This is, well, this is fascinating because it, it's, it, you're opening up this whole Pandora's box really, but you're, you're saying we're going to open that box up, but I understand the pathway through the box, right? Mm -hmm. it, it is crazy when people start thinking SBA and it's just like, whoa, but that's just as, Part of the process that Deb and your experience can can help walk somebody through, and it's probably not an weekend process. It probably takes some time because, as you said, sometimes you're like you're gonna Deb, Deb's gonna be the bearer of bad news. She's gonna say, you know what? Right now, you're not quite ready. You need to go work on these things. And in six months or in eight months, let's get back together because then, I mean, do you have to bear bad news sometimes? Oh yes, sometimes I have to bear bad news, but I am the kind of consultant who bears the news with a solution to fix and yeah. get ready. That's Not, good. I'm telling you in my past uh, business lenders and SBA lenders, there are what I call the cherry pickers out there. They don't wanna waste their time on somebody to tell them how to get prepared. They would rather just fish for the whale to make the most money with the broker and they could give a rat's patootie about anyone else. They're, they're cherry pickers. I'm not a cherry picker. I, I, I went through crap myself through corporate. I, I know I've seen it all how the system works. I'm here to help the average individual that needs the help to rise above and be a business owner of an established money-making business. That's awesome. We're going to end right there because that was great. Go back and re-listen to that that clip right there because she's got the right heart and she wants to help you navigate it. And one of the best ways to be successful as a business owner is not to create a brand new business, is to find a business that's already successful, buy it, and use your passions to grow it even larger and serve it. So you don't have to start from scratch with some new idea. Don't do that. Talk mm -hmm. with Deb. Say, Deb, Here's what I'm thinking about doing. Let her work you through the whole process to go, no, this really is a, a viable option for you. Now, let's take that next step. So um, understanding how to navigate that whole 
SBA loan process and prepare yourself to be able to put yourself in a position to purchase a business, a thriving business, a good profitable business that's going to pay you, that you can grow. That's what Deb Curtis does. Deb, um, this has been fascinating to me. How, how do people find out more about you or connect with you? Where would they go? Yes. My website is my name, debcurtis.com. And if you want to email me, it's just as much the same, deb at debcurtis.com. My favorite social media platform of choice is LinkedIn. And my handles on all channels, including LinkedIn, is Deb Jojo, J-O-J-O Curtis. Deb Jojo Curtis. So thank you, Michael. Well, you're welcome. I'm going to make sure that all of that's in the show notes. So if you're out walking the dog or taking a drive right now, but this has been very intriguing. Just go back to the episode, look in the show notes. You're going to get links back to our website, LinkedIn, and things of that nature. Um, Deb, thank you for being here. Thanks for doing what you do, because I can only imagine the stress relief that you bring to people and the way you help them achieve that, that dream of being a business owner more easily, more quickly, because you're helping them navigate that, that maze. So Thanks Thank for doing, being here Absolutely. today. Absolutely. My pleasure. It was my calling. God was tugging on my heart. So here I am. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks for listening to Expert Speak. And we'll be back with another great episode next week. Thanks for listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.